Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. Today, our guest is Todd Collish, Deputy Fisheries Director with the Wisconsin DNR. Thanks for joining the show, Todd. Thanks for having me on. We wanted to have you on to talk about Great Lakes fishing in Wisconsin. The 2020 Great Lakes season is kind of starting to wind down. And from your perspective, how did the season go? So the season went great. You know, the, the fishing opportunities in Lake Michigan and Lake Superior are, are really diverse. Uh, Wisconsin has some of the most diverse Great, Lake, Great Lakes opportunities in, in, in the Great Lakes region. You know, we have um, Lake Superior. We have 1,000 miles of Great Lakes shoreline. And we have Lake Superior and um, a portion of Lake Michigan. <clears throat> and when I when I say diverse, there's a lot of diverse opportunities in terms of the different species out there. Uh, so we have numerous species of salmon, coho, and Chinook salmon. We also have brown trout, um, steelhead, lake trout, and we've got um, really fantastic fishing in the bays, Green Bay and, and Schwamigan Bay and Lake Superior for musky, smallmouth bass, northern pike. Um, so, you know, the, the, the season uh, has been going really well and it's really starting to pick up this fall uh, with the, we, we just got some, some rain last weekend. So some, some of the salmon and trout are beginning to move into the, into the harbors and into the, into the, into the bays and into the rivers. And so some of the uh, river and salmon fishing uh, has, has really been picking up as of late. Yeah, with the season of this summer, what do you think kind of went into uh, the success that some of the anglers were having out there on the lakes this year? Well, I think that, you know, there's a variety of things. You know, one of the things that I think Wisconsin really boasts and it can really you know, say that it's really u- unique and great about Wisconsin is that we not only have diverse resources in terms of the, you know, the types of fisheries out there, we also have amazing diverse opportunities for people to go fishing. So, you know, if you want to enjoy the amazing resources that, that, Lake, that Lake Michigan and Lake Superior have to offer in Wisconsin, you, 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 can, uh, you don't necessarily need a boat. You know, you, you, if you have a boat, that's great. You can go out on the main lake. You can uh, fish near shore, uh, fish some of our great bays and some of our rivers, but you can also fish from the piers. You can fish from um, <clears throat> alongside the rivers. Um, many of our coastal communities, all of our coastal communities for the most part, have um, really good access to Lake Michigan fishing resources, whether they're public piers or public beaches, um, uh, ponds, small ponds next to, the, uh, next, to the, next to the shore. And we also saw um, an uptick in fishing license sales this year. So I think more people were um, utilizing, you know, the great, lake, the great resources we have in Wisconsin, Lake Michigan, and Lake Superior. Yeah, definitely uh, a year of more anglers out on the water, um, getting out there, doing lots of different fishing whether it be on the Great Lakes or, or on the inland lakes. Uh, last winter, it was announced that the Wisconsin DNR would increase stocking on Lake Michigan over a three-year period, including nearly 50% more Chinook, 30% more steelhead, 25% more coho, and a 20% increase in brown trout stocking. What went into that decision, Todd? Well, that, that was an extremely collaborative decision. We One of the things I always like to say is, you know, Wisconsin not only has – world-class fishing resources and fisheries. Wisconsin also has world-class stakeholders. 
you know, we have stakeholders that are 100% committed to enhancing and sustaining the great fishery that we have that we have here in Wisconsin. People are willing to devote their precious time, you know, to to, to attend meetings, to provide their experience, their expertise, their ideas, uh, provide fishing reports that, that that help us to track the fishery. And we engaged in a really comprehensive um, assessment of the Lake Michigan fishery and Lake Michigan management over the course of the past two years where we, we had numerous public meetings. <clears throat> we, we engaged local communities, local stakeholders um, to provide their thoughts, their ideas on um, what we're doing and what we can do better. And we decided last year <clears throat> uh, we, we, that we are going to implement a 2020 through 2022 um, management plan. So it began this year and it included um, increases in stocking of many fish species. So we actually increased Chinook, the annual stocking of Chinook salmon to 1.2 million fish per year, uh, increased coho to 500,000 uh, per year, brown trouts at 450,000 per year, steelheads at 460,000 per year. We decreased lake trout stocking to about 300,000 uh, per year. And we're also pursuing a really exciting new initiative to stock brook trout into Lake Michigan, try to bring back that fantastic resource. Brook trout are such an amazing species, especially the migratory brook trout, you know, because they can provide a, a fishery out in, out in the big lake and then also provide a, a near shore and a river fishery. And so um, one of the ideas that came up uh, through the stakeholder meeting was, was to, you know, let's try to reintroduce a migratory brook trout, a coaster brook trout program into Lake Michigan, and we're going to do that. So we're going to start stocking those brook trout uh, this year annually for three years and, and then evaluate it. And so, you know, it, and it's not just about stocking either. You know, we, we had some great ideas, some great thoughts from stakeholders to really enhance fisheries management for the long term, which includes stocking, but also enhance um, and strengthen the partnerships that we have with stakeholders to manage this great fishery in Lake Michigan. So, it, so it's a, and just an example of some of the other things we're pursuing is we're pursuing enhanced net pen operations. So where um, fisheries stocks fish into net pens and stakeholders maintain those net pens and decreases the predation by predatory birds when we, when we stock our fish. Um, another initiative we, 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 we started is to uh, have charter boat ride-alongs. So fishery staff are going to go out with charter boat folks and, and actually see what's happening on the water, hear some of their thoughts, some of their ideas for management. Um, we're also working more collaboratively with the aquaculture industry, the private aquaculture industry, um, to assure that we meet stocking targets throughout the state and in Lake Michigan uh, and, and in Lake Superior. We're also working to enhance our outreach and education because as we know, you know, all of us love the love the, the fishing tradition in Michigan. We want to pass that on efficiently and effectively. And um, so we're working really closely with stakeholders and with local units of government and business to really get the word out about how unique and amazing and world-class the fisheries are within uh, Wisconsin waters of Lake Michigan, Lake Superior. Todd, you talked about a little bit there and we, we talked about it throughout the, the interview, but uh, Penry ring, COVID-19, been the big story in 2020. Um, it's affected your stocking operations. Penry ring projects uh, were made pretty difficult with the social distancing guidelines. Necessary thing to do, but do you think the, the inability to do the penry ring that we normally do, you think that's going to have an effect on the year class, even though we've, we've put more fish in the water? 
Yeah, it's a good question. So we we did make some changes due to due to COVID nineteen, and um, and we made those changes because you know in our view, our most important resource are are the stakeholders. You know, are are the are the folks of Wisconsin, uh, the, the people that visit Wisconsin to go fishing, and our staff. And so we wanted to implement procedures and practices that that kept you know folks that enjoy this resource as safe as we possibly could. And so as you mentioned, we we did not do any net pen operations this spring uh, due to COVID-19. Um, and instead we just stocked those fish directly into the water. We don't feel that that's gonna have a significant negative impact on the overall fishery. Um, we do stock, you know, we, we, did, we did raise the stocking numbers. So we're stocking more fish than we have in the past. And so we think that that will, you know, that, that's a partial offset to, to not doing net pens in the spring or in the fall of this year. We also stock every year as well. And so, you know, if we have not as great survival, you know, one year, um, there will be year classes, you know, that we stocked last year and the year before that can help, help to fill some of those, some of those voids. The other thing that I heard you say when we were talking about stocking was uh, lake trout, you're, you're stocking few of, fewer of those. What went into that decision? Everything's going up, but lake trout's going down. Uh, why, why did you come up with that number? Yeah, so, so lake, trout, lake trout has been a, a really amazing story in Lake Michigan. So, you know, lake trout compromise part of the diverse fishery that we have in Lake Michigan. And lake trout have been around for a long, long time, and they, they have struggled. You know, and over the course of the last uh, 30, 40, 50 years due to the introduction of invasive species. Um, and the Wisconsin DNR, in collaboration with all the other jurisdictions throughout uh, Lake Michigan and, and, and the Great Lakes, uh, have been collaborating to restore and bring the lake trout back um, and, and so that they can provide a, a really good and decent fishery. And we're seeing some, some really good signs in terms of lake trout restoration. We're seeing better signs in the south portion of the lake than we are in the north portion. Um, but as a result of the, all the restoration efforts that we've been putting in for many years, um, since we are seeing more of a um, self-sustained population out there, we are cutting back on the stocking numbers. So that's actually good news. Now, that's one of the things that we actually shoot for. If we can, if we can sustain a, uh, and create and perpetuate a naturally reproducing population in the lake that's much more healthy than having to stock year after year after year. So it's actually good news that we're that we're decreasing lake trout stocking in Lake Michigan. It's a sign that they're they're starting to make some some strides towards recovery, and particularly in the south portion of the lake. There's a lot of anglers excited about the prospect of more fish in the lake, but there's been some pushback. Lake Huron's forage base collapsed. It's still in the recovering stages. What's being done to prevent that type of problem in Lake Michigan as we increase stocking uh, as far as monitoring forage base and making sure that there's food for these fish that we're putting into the lake? It's a great consideration and it's many, many things are being done to continually assess that predator-prey ratio. I mean, we don't want too many predators in there to overforage on the prey base and, and we have numerous mechanisms and methodologies to 
um, assure that we don't tip that balance too far. And one of the things you, you mentioned, the, the, the amazing collaboration we had with stakeholders over the course of the last couple of years. And another initiative that came out of that was some, some additional surveys, some enhanced surveys um, from alewives. Because one of the things we heard from some of, uh, some of the stakeholders that attended those meetings was the, the agencies, the state and federal agencies do a great job of surveying Lake Michigan but you know we don't have all we don't have all the resources and we need we need help in certain areas and and they there was a recommendation to do some spring surveys um, when the alewives are spawning um, to just get just add some add some additional data to our data set and we actually did that this year we we're, we're adding that to our data set to assure that we we collect appropriate information to constantly keep our finger on um, the predator prey balance An another way that we're constantly addressing that is is through the Joint Strategic Plan for Management of Great Lakes Fisheries. So Wisconsin is a member, um, a signatory to that document. So we actively participate, collaborate with all the other management agencies throughout the Great Lakes, uh, states, federal agencies, Canada, Ontario, tribal entities, and all of those entities are working towards a common goal. We're sharing data, we're sharing information, and, and we feel that we have um, a, a good baseline of information to assure that we don't stock too many fish into Lake Michigan um, that would potentially cause um, you know, a, a, an imbalance in that predator-prey ratio. And water levels are another big issue. It's really throughout Lake Michigan. I know Lake Ontario is really, it's a big deal there. Um, but Lake Michigan is no exception high water levels there. How does the higher water level affect the fishery? Yeah, so, so water levels affect the fishery a great deal. And Lake, Lake Michigan, just like all the other Great Lakes, go through, go through cycles. You know, typically we see the lakes go through you know, about 30 year cycles. So, you know, in 30, 30 years we see a high, we're obviously at a very high level right now when you have been for the last several years. Um, given history of, of Lake Michigan water levels, they, they will go back down. Um, typically what we see in higher water levels is a little bit more productivity though, because you have more um, littoral areas, more near shore area that's um, uh, next, next to Lake Michigan. So, it's, so you can typically see more productivity. There's obviously bad things, you know, um, from high water as well. You know, we're seeing a lot of boat launches being being closed because of the high water levels. So, you know, from a personal side and economic standpoint, the high water levels can be a, a major, major issue. Um, from a biological standpoint, though, the high water levels can actually increase productivity in Lake Michigan. Let's switch gears a little bit to Lake Superior. It's a different animal than Lake Michigan. Lake trout is kind of the crown jewel species there. What is the state of the lake trout on Lake Superior right now? Lake trout population is doing really well in Lake Superior. We actually don't stock many lake trout. We, um, in Lake Superior, we divide Lake Superior into two zones. Uh, and we, we don't stock in, 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 in one zone, the zone that's the Apostle Islands area. We do stock a, a few fish in, in the other area. Um, but the lake trout fishery <clears throat> is doing really well. We have a very good collaborative management with the, with the tribes up there, Red Cliff and Bad River. Um, once again, in Lake Superior, we have, uh, just like Lake Michigan, we have some just outstanding and fantastic partners and, and stakeholders that are willing to par um, partner with us and work to enhance and preserve that fishery. 
And you know, the uh, Wisconsin waters of Lake Superior is one of the most unique areas in all of Lake Superior. You know, as you know, Lake Superior is the largest freshwater lake in the, on the planet when it, in, in terms of surface area. And Wisconsin really enjoys some of the most unique habitat that Lake Superior has to offer in terms of the Apostle Islands. Um, it is just, you know, it's, you know, one thing is gorgeous up there, but it provides really good and unique habitat for species like lake trout. Um, and also, you know, and it's an exciting thing with Lake Superior is we're seeing um, some really good success and returns on our brown trout stocking program. Uh, over the past several years, we've initiated some higher stocking levels. We, we typically stock around 150,000 brown trout in Lake Superior, but beginning about four years ago, we decided to increase that stocking rate to about 180,000 fish per year to see if we could generate some natural reproduction and primarily into Pikes Creek. And we've been seeing, we mark all those fish uh, with clips and we've been seeing nearly a double doubling of return rates in terms of angler catches and brown trout. So Lake Superior fishing is, is really is really great right now. We're seeing a lot of uh, lake trout uh, fisheries doing really good. The brown trout fishery is really picking up. Um, Shawamigan Bay is really is really unique as well in Lake Superior because Shawamigan Bay, you've got the cool water species like walleye, uh, northern pike, you've got yellow perch in Shawamigan Bay. So, so yeah, Lake Superior is also, um, the, the fisheries the fisheries are really good up there. We also have a, a good splake fishery in Lake Superior. Yeah, there's a, there's a quota up there for lake trout um, in that area that you're talking about, in that Apostle Islands area. And uh, season's about ready to come to an end up there this year. Where are we at for the quota? And, and maybe just kind of give people an idea of, of where that number comes from and how that's uh, landed upon. Yeah, so that's a great question. So um, the Lake Superior lake trout is managed through a quota setting process. And the the quota is developed yearly based on a based on survey information that we collect every year, um, and we collect that that information we collect from the survey gets inputted into a model, and then we predict um, a, a safe allowable harvest uh, based on the model output every year. That that you know, because the populations go up and down every year, and um, every year that model is revisited, revisited, and reran, and this year we don't anticipate closing down the fishery we feel that um, there's there's enough room there in terms of um, the amount of fish that are being caught um, we don't feel that we're going to go over that safe allowable harvest and so that's that is a positive because we have gotten into situations where we've gotten real close or we have we have even had to close the fishery um, if too many fish are being caught uh, however, we feel that that's the most appropriate way to manage that fishery, and we're really open and we're really honest with stakeholders in developing that strategy. We actually have a, a lake trout taker. Uh, it's a it's like a ticker talk, tick tock thing that's on the web page on our web page that shows how close we're getting to that safe allowable harvest and let folks know that um, you know if we're getting close, we need to we need to do some management action to to preserve that fishery into the future for future generations. Todd, I appreciate you coming on today. Is there something you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask you? Probably the only, one of the only things that we didn't really cover is, you know, I think you know, one, of the, one of the really unique aspects of, of Wisconsin's Great Lakes fisheries is you know, not only the stakeholders that we have, the diverse uh, resources we have, the diverse opportunities we have, but also the commitment, the, the, the true commitment of communities, coastal communities, local units of government, state government, regional uh, entities 
uh, in preserving and protecting these resources in Lake Superior. Uh, many communities, lakeshore communities, you know, some of their primary sources of income, you know, or, you know they, they rely on, on, on fishery, uh, on the fishery, the fishing sustainability of Lake Michigan and Lake Superior. And just the, um, we have about 178,000 Great Lakes anglers. The um, Wisconsin Great Lakes fishing generates about $185 million in economic activity every year. And so we, we, we really appreciate everybody that, that takes, um, that, that um, uses, you know, the, the Great Lakes fishery and, and goes out there and um, takes their kids out fishing. And we really want to continue to work with local units of government, our partners to, to educate folks about the unique, diverse, world-class resources that we have in Wisconsin. And we we encourage everybody, if you have time, to, to get out there and enjoy the, the amazing Lake Michigan and Lake Superior resources. This is some of the best fishing that we have all year with these fall returns of salmon and trout. Uh, if you do choose to go fishing, just make sure that you're, you're safe and you're, in, and you're following all the appropriate guidelines to keep everybody safe during COVID-19. And um, if you folks go out, we, we wish you good luck. Awesome, Todd, thank you. If people wanna know more about fishing uh, the Great Lakes in the state of Wisconsin, where can they find out more information? Yeah, yeah, great. So they, uh, you know, probably, probably your, your best spot to find information is at our webpage. So our webpage is dnr.wisconsin.gov. Uh, we actually have a, um, a new webpage. We revised the webpage, uh, made, it, made it more user-friendly a couple months ago. And so that's kind of their one-stop station for information about fishing. And Fishery staff, we have uh, all, you know, close to 200 fishery staff and uh, our contacts are located on there. We're always more than willing to talk to folks, whether they have questions about getting more involved with enhancing our fishery resources, or if you want to get some tips on, on a good place to go fishing for the weekend, we'd be glad to talk with you. So. Thanks very much, Todd, for coming on. I really appreciate you uh, answering the questions we had for today. Some of them were not the easiest, so appreciate you uh, covering some of those topics, and I think hopefully it'll be enlightening for a lot of people who want to kind of know more about what's going on in the waters. of the No problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.